Hi, everyone. Welcome back to the MetaBullet Step 2 and 3 podcast. In today's episode, we cover the topic of tetanus found under the infectious disease section at MedBullets.com. Let's begin with a clinical snapshot. A four-day-old girl presents to the pediatric emergency room for inability to suck or cry. The mom reports that since birth, she has been feeding, sucking, and crying normally until this morning. She also reports that she herself had not had any of the recommended vaccines as she grew up in a family that had refused vaccines. On physical exam, the baby girl is stiff and fails to cry during exam. She is also in a pistotonus. When given a pacifier, she also fails to suck. She is given a benzodiazepine for the spasm and appropriate treatment. She is admitted for further management. Let's continue with an introduction to tetanus. With regards to its classification, Clostridium tetany is an anaerobic gram-positive rod that produces tetanospasmin toxin, and transmission is through direct contact in contaminated soil. With regards to epidemiology, remember that it is rare in the U.S., but more common in developing countries due to low rates of vaccination. And risk factors include lack of vaccination, trauma, chronic wounds, and lack of immunity in mothers. With regards to its pathogenesis, Remember that C. tetany forms spores that are resistant to heat and chemicals, and it also produces tetanospasmin, which is an exotoxin. More specifically, it is a protease that cleaves snare proteins, which blocks the release of inhibitory neurotransmitters, such as glycine and GABA. This then results in paralysis. Conditions associated with this infection include tetanus and neonatal tetanus, which presents in neonates who are born to unvaccinated mothers and presents with the inability to suck or cry after two days of life, and may also demonstrate an infection of the umbilical stump. Prevention is with vaccination. There is the DTaP vaccine, which is a vaccine against diphtheria, tetanus, and pertussis, and it includes five doses before school age, typically completed by four to six years of age. There's the Tdap vaccine, which is a booster vaccine given at 11 to 12 years of age, and it is indicated at least once in adults who have never previously received a dose of Tdap. And there is the TD vaccine, which is a tetanus and diphtheria toxoid vaccine given at 10-year intervals. And with regards to prognosis, remember that spasms last for about one month, and mortality can be high if this is not treated. Moving on to the presentation, remember that symptoms include spastic paralysis, which demonstrates muscle stiffness and spasms, and fever. On physical exam, one may notice trismus, which is lockjaw, rhesus sardonicus, which demonstrates raised eyebrows and grin, opisthotonus, which is spinal muscle spasms that cause backward arching of the head and spine, rigid abdominal muscles, and in neonates, one may note foul smelling and erythematous umbilical stumps, and a failure or weakness of suck or cry. With regards to other studies, Remember that serology and culture are rarely used due to their low sensitivity and specificity. And when making the diagnosis, remember that most cases are clinically diagnosed. And with regards to the differential, make sure to think about bacterial meningitis with a distinguishing factor being that it has nuchal rigidity without other signs of spastic paralysis. And in terms of treatment, remember that the management approach involves stopping the toxin production, neutralizing any circulating toxin, active immunization, and symptomatic and supportive care. Conservative treatment options include wound debridement, which is indicated in all patients. Medical treatment options include tetanus immune globulin, which is indicated when diagnosis of tetanus is considered. Metronidazole is also universally recommended. Active immunization should also be given to all patients with tetanus 
and they should receive the full vaccine series at diagnosis. Benzodiazepines are also indicated for muscle spasms. And in terms of prophylaxis, it is indicated for wounds for the prevention of tetanus. More specifically, the booster vaccine is indicated in clean and minor wounds if the patient has less than three prior doses or there is an unknown vaccination history, or if the patient has three or more prior doses, but it has been more than 10 years since the last dose. In all other wounds, which include dirty, contaminated, and severe wounds, if the patient has less than three prior doses or an unknown vaccination history, they should receive a booster vaccine, as well as patients with three or more doses, but five or more years since their last dose. And the tetanus immune globulin is indicated in patients with dirty, contaminated, and or severe wounds and less than three prior doses of tetanus toxoid-containing vaccine or an unknown vaccination history. And finally, complications related to tetanus include respiratory compromise from spasm of respiratory muscles, as well as aspiration pneumonia and contractures. Now that we've discussed the major points relating to tetanus, let's walk through some questions to apply what we've learned and get a sense of how the topic might be tested. For the first question, consider the following clinical scenario. A 19-year-old man presents to his primary care physician during his winter break from school. He is asymptomatic and has no acute complaints. He has no medical problems and takes no medications. He was born in the United States, but moved to El Salvador at age 11 and has only recently moved back to the United States in the past year. He was up to date on his vaccinations prior to his move to El Salvador. He last received a diphtheria, tetanus, and acellular pertussis or DTaP vaccine 14 years ago, the second dose of a meningococcal vaccine three years ago, and an influenza vaccine four months ago. The patient's temperature is 98.2 degrees Fahrenheit or 36.8 degrees Celsius. Blood pressure is 120 over 76. Pulse is 82 beats per minute and respirations are 16 breaths per minute. There are no rashes noted on physical exam. Which vaccinations are indicated in this patient? And the answer choices are choice one, influenza only. Choice two, tetanus and diphtheria only. Choice three, tetanus, diphtheria, acellular pertussis, and influenza. Choice four, tetanus, diphtheria, and acellular pertussis only, or choice five, tetanus, diphtheria, and influenza. The best answer to this question is choice four, tetanus, diphtheria, and acellular pertussis only. This patient has recently moved back to the United States after living in another country for several years and is behind on his tetanus, diphtheria, and pertussis vaccine series. The tetanus, diphtheria, and acellular pertussis, or Tdap vaccine, is indicated at least once in adults who have not previously received Tdap. The standard vaccination schedule for tetanus, diphtheria, and pertussis includes a five-dose childhood vaccine series consisting of Dtap at ages two months, four months, six months, 15 to 18 months, and four to six years. The first booster dose then consists of Tdap at age 11 to 12 with a tetanus and diphtheria or TD vaccine every 10 years afterward. In adults who have not previously received Tdap, a single Tdap dose should be administered regardless of time interval since the last dose of TD. Subsequent TD boosters should then be given at 10 year intervals. Contraindications to Tdap include prior anaphylaxis after a tetanus, diphtheria, or pertussis vaccine or a history of seizures or encephalopathy within seven days of receiving a previous pertussis-containing vaccine. Let's also discuss why the other choices are incorrect. Choice one, 
Influenza only is incorrect because the influenza vaccine is recommended only once per flu season. This patient already received the flu vaccine during the flu season, so the influenza vaccine is not indicated. Choice 2. Tetanus and diphtheria only are incorrect because the TD vaccine booster is indicated every 10 years in adults who have already received a prior dose of Tdap. In adults who have never received a previous Tdap dose, Tdap is indicated unless contraindications exist. Choice 3. Tetanus, diphtheria, acellular pertussis, and influenza are incorrect because influenza vaccine is not indicated in this patient. This patient has already received a dose of the influenza vaccine during this flu season. Choice 5. Tetanus, diphtheria, and influenza are incorrect because neither the TD nor influenza vaccines are indicated in this patient. The TD vaccine is indicated every 10 years in adults who have already received a prior dose of Tdap. The influenza vaccine is only indicated once per flu season. Finally, a bullet summary. The tetanus, diphtheria, and acellular pertussis or Tdap vaccine is usually administered to adolescents at age 11 to 12 and is indicated at least once in adults who have not previously received Tdap. For the second question, consider the following clinical scenario. A 38-year-old man presents to the emergency room after stepping on a long, rusty, 5-centimeter nail while going for a walk barefoot. He has no notable medical history and does not take any medications. He does not smoke cigarettes, drink alcohol, or use any illicit drugs. He received his primary tetanus vaccination series as a child, but he has not received any boosters since that time. Physical exam shows a puncture wound in the middle of his left plantar foot with surrounding tenderness. A left foot radiograph is unremarkable. After the wound is cleaned, what is the next best step in management to prevent tetanus in this patient? And the answer choices are, choice one, dose of Tdap vaccine. Choice two, no intervention necessary. Choice three, tetanus immunoglobulin only. Choice four, tetanus immunoglobulin and tetanus toxoid containing vaccine. Or choice five, three doses of tetanus toxoid vaccine. The best answer to this question is, choice one, dose of Tdap vaccine. This patient presents with a deep and dirty puncture wound from a rusty nail and has only received his childhood tetanus vaccine series. He should receive a single booster dose of a vaccine containing tetanus toxoid, reduced diphtheria toxoid, and acellular pertussis, or Tdap, at this time. Tetanus is a vaccine-preventable illness caused by Clostridium tetany, which is an anaerobic gram-positive bacillus found in soil. Following infection with the bacteria, which can be from trauma from deep puncture wounds, burn, or crash injuries, it releases a neurotoxin that produces the clinical symptoms of tetanus. Clinical features include contraction and spasm of skeletal muscle, which may demonstrate masseter spasm or neck stiffness, lasting for several weeks. Children receive a primary three-dose diphtheria, tetanus, acellular pertussis, or DTAP vaccine at age two, four, and six months, with subsequent doses at 15 to 18 months and four to six years. A single booster Tdap dose is then recommended for 11 to 12 year olds, followed by tetanus toxoid and the reduced diphtheria toxoid in the form of TD or Tdap recommended at 10 year intervals throughout life. Since this patient has not yet received any vaccine doses since childhood, he should receive a single adult dose of Tdap at this time and should follow this with TD or Tdap boosters every 10 years. Let's also discuss why the other choices are incorrect. Choice two, 
no intervention necessary is an inappropriate course of action given the deep puncture wound suffered from a dirty, rusty nail in a patient without an adulthood dose of Tdap. Choice 3. Tetanus immune globulin provides temporary passive immunity to recipients and is used to treat patients who develop tetanus symptoms or provided as prophylaxis in patients with deep and dirty wounds whose vaccination history is unclear. Tetanus immune globulin is never administered without concurrent administration of the tetanus toxoid vaccine, either TD or Tdap. Choice 4. Tetanus immune globulin and tetanus toxoid containing vaccine, such as TD or Tdap, is indicated in deep and dirty wounds when the patient's history of vaccination is unclear. Since this patient with a dirty wound is known to have fully received his childhood vaccination series more than five years ago, he should receive a single dose of tetanus toxoid-containing vaccine. For clean or minor wounds, TD or Tdap alone is only indicated if the patient's last tetanus dose was more than 10 years ago, or if the history of vaccination is unknown. Choice 5. Three doses of tetanus toxoid vaccine are not indicated in this patient who has already received his primary three-dose tetanus toxoid vaccine series. This patient should receive a single dose of Tdap. Finally, a bullet summary. Patients with deep and dirty puncture wounds who have not received revaccination for tetanus within five years should be vaccinated with Tdap or TD vaccine. That's all for this review about tetanus. We hope that was helpful. This is the MedBullets Step 2 and 3 podcast, a daily audio review session for MedBullets, the free learning and collaboration community for medical student education. As a reminder, you can follow along with these podcast episodes by reviewing the topics directly on MedBullets.com. You can listen to these episodes on the MedBullets website or phone app while reading through the topic. If the MedBullets podcast has been valuable to you, we'd be thrilled if you considered leaving us a five-star rating and writing us a review on Apple Podcasts. It will help us spread the word and increase our discoverability tremendously. Thanks for tuning in. We'll see you all tomorrow, right here, on the MedBullets Step 2 and 3 podcast.